0: Hello, hello, everybody, and I'm so excited to bring to you the series of amazing educators, coaches, and speakers from all over the world who are sharing their expertise and signature speeches in order to make a positive impact in the world. This is a special series bringing you the WYN Conferences Global Speakers of Dubai at CTR Enterprises Network and Friends Podcast. You are going to listen in on all of their amazing uh, conversations of how we can totally change the world for the better so grab a pen grab a pencil grab some paper because these speakers are simply epic i am also co-hosting this event as well so you will hear me make some intros of these amazing individuals and then they will take it over with inspiring you to live your best life so get ready i'll see you there bye Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to this session, Hashtag Watch Your Network by the WYN Women Virtual Conference 2021. And you have been poured into by the amazing speakers that have been before her, and now we're right to her, and she is about to pour into us uh, as well. Now, Lord, help me say her name right. (laughs) Her Her name is... Tamura, Tamura, say it for me. I want to make sure it, it's Tamori. Tamori. Very difficult. Tamori. Well, listen, it's beautiful when I hear you say it, and now I have it in my head. Tamori. I'm um, Richardson. I mean All All right. So she is in the building. We definitely need to hear what she has to say. But let me give a little intro of this amazing and impressive resume that that she has. She is a professional motivated speaker. She is a certified mental health advocate and an influential storyteller, communications coach. I love that. she communicate through storytelling. She is an international bestselling author of The Power of Why, the second volume, why 28 women started online Course. 10 steps to becoming a highly effective public speaker, powerful affirmations for fempreneurs and trusting someone else's heart. She is the chair of NAMI, which is the National Alliance of Mental Health, the SF's Black Mental Health Committee, and also she is a known speaker and presenter. She helps fight the stigma of mental illness in all cultural communities, specifically for the African-American community. She encouraged all who are in in the need to seek shame-free assistance. Mm, love that. To have a productive, successful life. She is a TEDx coach, helping TEDx speakers to have a C-A-M effect, capture, articulate, and motivate the audience. She was the first place winner in the international speech air area and district division contest in 2018 for her speech in Reinventing Yourself, and the first place winner in 2019 for her speech, Stand Up and Stand Your Ground. Without further ado, I would like to introduce to you with her presentation, Your Mind Matters, and it's your time to take the stage. Welcome. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, Tina. The presentations
1: before have been amazing, and I think the wonderful tone of this conference is, you know, women supporting our efforts to be as great as um, viable to be seen. That is something we are always uh, attempting to do and be in this world. But I'm gonna talk to everyone today about busting through your box to greatness. What that looks like, how to recognize it. When you recognize it, how to examine it. When you've examined it, now it's time to acknowledge And then finally, you bust through it. So I want to definitely talk to everyone about that. So I I want by the chat or show of hands, how many of you think that you are either tethered to a box in your personal or professional life, or that you live in some sort of box? Because some people don't know. Just, you know, throw something in the the chat box if you think so, or, or raise your hand. I think it's always important to know who you are and what you are, and why you are. The importance of that is is as we get older and we grow and we go through life's changes, we're able to make adjustments based upon what we know about ourselves. So let me tell you what I know about myself so that I can share that with you for those who are either in a box or even for those who think they are outside the box, but guess what, it's still kind of in it. And it's okay, right? So let me tell you what I knew. I knew I grew up by a single mother. I knew I had four older brothers that doted on me and treated me exceptionally well. I grew up with a strong religious background. My mother was an exceptional mother. She was kind. She was loving. She worked three jobs to take care of her kids. She focused on us. Uh, We didn't have a father in the home, but I didn't miss it because I had so many brothers that really took the place and really nurtured me. What I found was interesting as I was growing, I was a very obedient child, extremely obedient. I I was obedient for multiple reasons, and I'm going to briefly break down that box. The B in the box, I break that down to beholden. The O in the box is obligated, and the X in the box means x-ray. Let me tell you why. I grew up as the only girl, the youngest in a family, And I was treated well and respected the fact that my family loved and supported me and other girls that I saw around me that were maybe getting pregnant at early ages or came from homes of um, assault or didn't have the structure. I felt very honored to be in this family. So I felt beholden to them to follow the rules do as I was told, to speak when I was spoken to, to do it how they wanted me to do it because these people who loved me had done so much. I felt obligated to follow the structure of organized religion because the people that love me told me this is how you do it. The people in the religion told me that if you don't follow it this way, this is the downfall that you'll get. And I had to realize that in order for someone to have me beholden and obligated, they would have to have the ability to x-ray and know who I was to know that they would be able to get me to follow that. Now let's be clear, all boxes are not boxes intended to hurt us or to cause us harm. Some are merely misguided. So let me tell you when I came to the epiphany that I myself was living in a box. It wasn't until I wrote my, my fourth book, my fourth book, Trusting Someone Else's Heart. And I wrote this as a story of what happened to me in my second marriage to share with women who might not oftentimes see distress, oftentimes feel that our job here on earth is to nurture our children and nurture our men. Uh, X, that's wrong. But that's the mindset I had. Because keep in mind, I I was an organized religion that told me that when a man says that he wants to marry you, well, by God, that's the pinnacle. I mean, he's going to give you his last name, as useless and worthless as it was. I mean, let's be clear. But I followed that mantra. I was obedient. I did what I was told to do and how I was told to do it. I didn't question when I was told not to question. But I still ended up in a relationship with a man that had no value, had no respect didn't recognize honor and had no integrity. And because of that, a strong woman that grew up with a strong mother, men that um, basically definitely let me know that I was important and loved, I ended up with a man that had no value for women. So as I was trying to dissect, well, how did I get into this? What did I do? I don't date these kind of men. I don't do this kind of stuff. I'm not, as I was unraveling, this caustic relationship. I remember my therapist told me something most important that I share with everyone. He says, I'm gonna tell you what some of the problem is and why you're not moving forward. This was my first year of therapy. He says, because you're too busy trying to make the wrong person wrong. He says, we know that. We know everything, how it was done, what was done. There is no excuse, there is no acceptance, there is no explanation. He will never be able to explain. I don't care how bad his family was, what they did, how they did. He will never be able to explain to you how he devalued you. He says, but now here we are. And I want you to explain to me a woman that grew up around a lot of love and support and care and nurturing how you feel you were able to get into this situation. So that's when I had to start examining myself and understanding that I live in a box. Let me tell you how this was able to happen to me. And I wanna be very clear because there are religious people on this platform and I don't want anyone to think that I uh, dishonor or disrespect religion. I just found out that what was better and stronger for me was my relationship with God. See, I don't need a conduit. If I need to talk to him, I know how to do that. I don't want to go to someone else and get your approval in order to get his approval because I don't think that's what my Bible tells me I got to do. So I no longer do that. I just go ahead and call him up myself. That's what I do. But what I had to understand is, is that when you are in an environment of training and someone is training you and that's what he was doing, but I've been being trained on my whole life. Remember I told you, I didn't question I didn't comment when I was told to jump. My brothers told me, hey, I did what I was supposed to do because keep in mind, they were loving and taking care of and supporting me and, and telling me I was beautiful when I went to school and I was still flat chested and no boys was looking at me. And, and you're gonna be great. And you're gonna be smart when I'm getting Cs seasoned math. They were building me up. I, I believed, I owed them. The least I could do for you is do everything that you say. But then aren't I negating myself? I mean, aren't I telling me to some extent that if I listen and do as you instruct, that I don't have the ability to make decisions for myself? So I had to really break that down and figure out how was it that I married a man that came from abusive parents, a drug addicted past, saw none of it, walked right into it because I had been trained my whole life. I just got a new trainer. That's the reality. I just got a new man. I've been listening to my mother. I was obedient. I did as I, I was supposed to do. I was listening to my brothers. I was marching along in religion. I did as I was supposed to do. So when my new master came along, you know what I did? Yes, sir. Because you're married, you gave me your last name. Let me do what you tell me to do. Well, one of the reasons I entitled my book, Trusting Someone Else's Heart, because really isn't any relationship only as good and pure and, and wonderful and confident and, and as great as your heart and their heart, and if their heart isn't pure, or they don't have the ability to, to be what you need, how you need and when you need it, it's all for naught, it's nothing. So once I understood that I, a new trainer picked me up, and this is, at this point, I'm, I'm out of the marriage, but I'm picking up the pieces because now I feel a lot of guilt and a lot of shame Being in a box doesn't always have to be that someone puts you there because you don't have value. My mother expected me always to be an astute young woman, clean, don't be like the girls out there in the street. Don't do this, don't do that. And I did that. But I realized later, because I made so many mistakes, by the time I was able to get those shackles off, I was making mistakes left and right. My middle name could have been Mistake. (laughs) But I appreciate those mistakes. What they helped me to do is to come back and fine tune me. So when I tell people that I'm a domestic violence conqueror, it's not a slight for any domestic violence survivor. What it is is that I know that I not only know he's wrong, I know he didn't have what he needed to be great. He didn't have what he needed to be anything for me and probably anybody else. But what I, I definitely know is is that that is a situation where I have examined the core of myself who I am, what I am. And I will not allow anyone else to put me in a box. See, a box is for material items. A box is where you put the stuff you don't want. The things you're not going to use right now, your summer clothes, my summer clothes are in a box. The dishes that you're not going to use anymore, you're going to jump off, drop off to the um, thrift store, that's what you put in a box. You don't put emotions. You don't put your heart You don't put your loved ones in a box, but most importantly, you don't allow anyone to create or define you based upon what they think. And that is as simple and easy as someone saying, well, I don't think you should do that. I don't see you doing that. Well, I don't care if you see me doing it, right? See, that's putting you in a box because I don't see you have the ability or I don't have the ability, I have now determined and decided that you don't. Unacceptable. But what I now know that I didn't know is that I am a master of my universe. And let me tell you, it is not easy being a woman in the world where men often devalue us and I have to step on them and remind them that I will not be devalued. If this is how you want it, this is how you gonna get it. It is not easy being a Black woman in a world that does not always value and find us as significant and as wonderful and as great as we are so that we can really connect and have a sisterhood with our other counterparts. It is not, it is not easy. But I'm gonna tell you what I'm not going to allow people to do. Add to that hardship by now determining that I don't get to run this that I need your permission. I need your acceptance. I need you to tell me if it's okay, if I should. I'm breaking out of all boxes. And, and it's not something where I can say I'm out of the boxes now, because oftentimes I'll get drugged back in it. And I'll say, oh no, 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 no. Give me the box cutter. That's we're not doing this today, not today. So let's be clear. When you say I'm out of the box, no, you're not. Because life tries to drag you in there too much. Being a mother can be in a box. I have two teenage children and I have to remind them that I was great before I met you. I can be great now. The totality of my existence is not just being a mother. That's one of the treasures of my existence. I don't get up in the morning to be a mama. I am a mother. I get up in the morning to be the best person that I can be to attempt to be in service to other people because I now know that's what you're supposed to do. That's your obligation. If you're not supporting other women, if you're not, and let's be clear what that looks like because that can put you in a box. And let me tell you how. I had a keynote and I spoke about sisterhood, what that looks like. How can you be a good sister? What does a good sister look like? What can I expect from you as a sister? I expect nothing from you as a sister. See, a good sister won't put you in a box. So now you beholden to her because she didn't gave you the hookup or helped you out. No, mm-mm. see a good sister. Let me tell you kind of sister I am. I want to impede you from walking through the doors that I've walked through, but I'm not going to put you on my back and put you in because then I'm I'm in a box again. Now I just got a new trainer. No, I'm not going to do that because that doesn't help and support me. It will not help. And support you. So, in order to make sure that we are unequivocally out of these boxes and, and, and fighting to continue to maintain our individuality and, and who we are and what that means and holding on to it, we cannot allow even our children to place us in a role that places us within four walls. There's so much greatness on this platform. Imagine the young girls and the young women of all races and ages that will come behind us and that will be able to see and and hear and know that this is possible and the importance of living your true, authentic, deliberate self. Being deliberate is no accident. So I I wanted to make sure as I move through life, that I move through life deliberately that I don't do things that I don't wanna do. I'm not in places I don't wanna go. I don't associate with people I don't wanna associate with. I don't fit into your box. I don't fit into any box. I don't have four walls surrounding me. I am as as great as I will always be. I will be as significant as I will always be. And I want every woman specifically men too, but we're just talking to women today, to go and examine what your box looks like. I don't even allow my profession to tether me down. I don't work on the weekends. Saturday and Sunday is for my kids. Monday through Friday is the business. I don't because then I'm not enjoying what I'm doing. I'm working like a dog for what purpose? I determine how it operates. I determine what is for me. And until you are in a place where you are in complete control of who you are and why you are, you will be in the box and people will obligate you. Your children will obligate you to pick up your grandkids every day. Well, you had them, why am I picking them up? They will obligate you to their lives. Why well, can't pay my rent? I need some help with it. Well, looks like you probably should've got a roommate. Like these are things that we can do because not being in a box is not just for you. This is what I realized. I have stronger family relationships now. They're very clear on what I will and will not do. We have strong boundaries. Create strong boundaries in your life for you, for your family, for your business. Those are the things that help you to grow and to continue to progress. When I wrote Trusting Someone Else's Heart, my shameless plug, me putting my book up right. When I wrote that book, I was so filled with appreciation. I was so filled that I can put something on paper and give this to people and they can now use me as a cautionary tale. (laughs) Open up the roadmap. Okay, don't do that. Uh -uh -uh, She did that. Don't do that. Okay, well, she shouldn't have did that. Don't do that. This is the stuff that sisters do. Now I'm not gonna come in your relationship and help you figure it out, but learn from me that it doesn't work and it doesn't change. And I think those are the things and and encourage each other to be as great tomorrow as you were today. I started being a speaker and presenter for NAMI. My ex-spouse had severe mental illness that I don't believe he knew. And because he didn't know, well, it became my gift. Now I live with PTSD and anxiety. But let me be clear, my anxiety is my superpower. It also helps to keep me out of that box because I have a short fuse of what I will and I won't deal with, what I will and I won't obtain, how and I will not allow you to affect my life. So when I came and introduced myself to NAMI, cause I needed something, my life was falling apart around me and I started learning And learning how I can be of service to other women, how I can help other domestic violence conquerors in the making, domestic violence survivors, women who didn't have a plan how to get out of it, how to create a plan, how to take back your control, how to tell your trainer you're fired. I don't need you no more. I trained myself. I know everything you thought you were going to train me. I no longer need you. How to make sure women knew you are an exceptional being. You mean to tell me you can give birth and you can um, produce children? You are the strongest that there is. And they needed to be reminded that you are a creator outside of God. He He made you so you can produce children. That is one of the biggest, the strongest. Uh, I mean, my God, there's nothing bigger than that. A man can't do it. We have a responsibility ourselves, not because we can bear children. No, that's not what I'm saying. But that responsibility was put on women because we're strong and we're capable and we're competent and we're nurturing and we're loving and we're reasonable. And we're all these things that God already knew that he couldn't get men to do. I want to encourage everyone to continue busting through your box. It is going to continuously be a struggle. I promise you, I still to this day, you will still to this day, because human inclination is to train you and to tell you what, when, where, how, and why. Your job is to say, no, thank you. I've already got a roadmap. I appreciate you giving me one, but you go ahead and follow that road. I already have my own because that is the only way that we will truly bust through greatness. And let me tell you this. I have a 15-year-old son, excuse me, 16-year-old son. And it's important for him to see strong women, to know the expectation that I have without putting expectation on him that I want you to be as great and wonderful and and do whatever you want to do. My son wanted to be an engineer since he was five. And he came to me and said, mom, you're going to be disappointed. And I said, well, why? He says, I don't want to be an engineer anymore. This has been his dream since he was five years old. He says, but I'm afraid to tell you because you do so many wonderful things and I don't want you to be ashamed of me. I said, son, if you want to work at McDonald's, that's your business. I want you to be happy. I want you to be happy with your life, but I want you to make smart decisions and I'm going to guide you as your mother. I'm going to tell you things to try to prevent you from getting hurt, but I'm never going to change the direction of the life and the course in which you want it to be. So whatever you choose to be is your business. My job is to help support and guide you down that road. My my job is to tell you what to do and you're going to do this because of my job is to make sure that my daughter see that that the world is her oyster and that she can do anything she wants to do and the limitations that we have oftentimes are the limitations we put on ourselves and i don't have any limitations and it's not because i'm better than anybody else i just know i was made in god's image and i knew i was made in his image when someone was cussing and screaming in my face and i was like mm, this don't sound right this don't feel right i'm not accustomed to this and when you really know that you're loved and you're from love, you don't allow anyone to put you in a box, to feel beholden to them, to feel obligated, or give them enough leadway to x ray and know how deep they can pierce you. So I encourage all of you to please bust through your box to greatness, buy you box cutters at the local um, uh, warehouse store. And continue slicing and dicing the boxes and the walls that are being put up around you because we are all better than that, and it is unacceptable. My name is Tamori Leanne Richardson. My company is TLAN Speaking Pros. Um, www.tlanspeaks.com. I would love for you to connect with me on Facebook under TLAN Speaks, uh, Speaking Pros LLC, Instagram, and definitely follow me on LinkedIn. I'm an international public speaker and a motivational speaker and to be in service is what we should all do. Thank you everyone, I appreciate it.
0: Thank you, thank you so much. really gave an excellent presentation. And just like I said before, with all the other previous speakers, how everyone is kind of like layering on more and more in order to help us uh, heal our entire self. I love the points that you bob out about. uh, We need to make sure that we set strong boundaries um, with our family and our business and how you made a firm hold that you're not working on no weekend. And um, what do your box look like? And help us to see that all of us, including myself, who are saying we're not in a no box, we in a box. <laughs> the problem is we didn't know we was in one. So thank you for enlightening us on that. And now we're going to have any questions from our audience.
2: Yeah. Such an amazing uh, session by uh, Tamuri. And I personally believe that balancing work life and personal life is very, very important and no one can take the place of a motherhood she is the k-taker whatnot. what not so hats up to all the ladies over here thank you so much and here is the question from our audience first question what resources should organization or community should provide for those struggling with mental health issues do you want me to
1: repeat? i think one of the first no perfect i got it One thing you definitely, you know, individuals that are struggling with mental illness. And and let's be clear, you know, we are in a place where everyone's a free moral agent and they have the freedoms. Um, And so you want to encourage it. Oftentimes what I suggest is that if you know someone is living with mental illness and they haven't been diagnosed, offer to go with them to a therapist. Sometimes it's very difficult to take that first step and have a lot of empathy. Don't expect for them to know or have the answer because they don't. They're still trying to figure it out. But let them know, listen, I often, too, feel a lot of anxiety or I have panic attacks. So, you know, I deal with something, too. Maybe we can go together and make it a partnership. I found that people are really receptive to that.
2: Yeah, well answered. And here is another question from our audience. What are the key factors to successfully achieve psychological health and safety issues? Uh, Say that again, please. I'm sorry. Okay. What are the key factors to successfully achieve psychological health and safety issues?
1: Well, you know the work, the thing that you want—not just for family and friends, but for everyone—to be able to live a productive life. And oftentimes, when individuals do not have the care that they need, that they need. And for example, my ex-spouse was uh, diagnosed six months after we were married, married with bipolar disorder and schizophrenia, and so and a hidden drug addiction. So you can um, imagine I was on a wacky ride. But acknowledging it is the key. Because if they don't acknowledge it, you can't make them and you can't force them. And that's what I was doing in the beginning. And I was met with a lot of resistance. And not only that, I think it was triggering him because I didn't know how to deal with it. Before you can assist anyone, even yourself, get the education and NAMI, Um, is the name of the organization, National Alliance on Mental Illness, NAMI.org, has the educational information. You cannot help if you are not educated and know how to steer, know how to communicate because you don't want to trigger anyone, but you ultimately want them to lead a productive life. So if you know someone, I would definitely recommend NAMIs all around the world, reach out to NAMI.org and find a local organization and they'll connect you with someone to give them resources
2: great information tamuri your words inspired us thank you so much for your session today and have a great day
0: thank you
1: thank you everyone
0: so much for tuning in to this episode of CTR Enterprises Network and Friends Podcast. The place to be, to be connected and learn and grow. Yes, being connected with so many amazing people who are sharing their expertise that are making a positive impact in the world. I am the hostess with the mostest Coach Tina Ramsey, your certified VCM coach, helping today's entrepreneur maximize their visibility, connect and monetization where online. And how can you connect with me? By going to CoachTinaRamsay.com. That is CoachTinaRamsay.com. That's R-A-M-S-A-Y and connects with my services today. But also make sure that you connect with each and every speaker that you hear in this amazing WIN conference series because they came here to help you. And sometimes you just need a little bit more help. So make sure that you connect with these amazing Uh, global speakers today and also check out our uh, plethora of amazing podcasters from all over the world where on ctrmedianetwork.com yes that is ctrmedianetwork.com again i am coach tina ramsey and i am ecstatic that you are listening in make sure to lock like Follow and subscribe. Bye.